everyone has this romanticized idea on what it's going to be like to meet your person. And it's like in movies, they always show like the two fucking most hot people on the planet looking at each other. And then they give each other a little look and then it cuts to them making out in an apartment and half their clothes are off and it's all aggressive and rough. And you're like, oh my God, that's so hot. Hey, what about the middle part? What did they say to each other to get to just be fucking 30 minutes later? Right now you might be thinking, no, it was all about that look. Yeah, on the show, have you ever had an interaction where you're holding a red Solo cup at a party and you glance up from your red Solo cup and the fucking tall, dark, handsome guy with deep V-neck on, but it kind of shows a little bit of a chest tattoo and he has a necklace that's dangling just above the V-neck and his hair is done just so and he has an earring and he looks like a bad boy and he kind of glances at you. He raises one eyebrow and then you guys are fucking immediately have you ever had that i don't think so what happened in the middle hey baby listen episode 15 comes with a little bit of a trigger warning not for anything specific just in general you'll find something Hello, everybody. You're listening to Cheer Up, Babe, the podcast with me, your host, your El Confidant, VJ Julio. This is my podcast, and we talk about silly shit and happy shit most of the time. But for now, episode 15, we're going to come in raging. We're going to come in red hot. We're coming in heated because I've been heated all day because I got three and a half hours of sleep last night, and I woke up wanting to put my fist through a wall like I did when I lost a wrestling match when I was 17. Okay, I've been pissy, pissy, pissy McPisser since. Okay, yeah, get that tattooed on your neck if you're real fucking about that life. If you want people to know that you're always in a bad mood, get pissy, pissy McPisser since tattooed on your neck. I might as well have it fucking tattooed on my forehead. Dude, I've been in such a grumpy mood all day. I didn't want to bring the energy to the Cubs, but here's the deal. The Cubs get it and you are the Cubs and you get it because you're like, yeah, We've all had bad days, but have you ever had such a bad day that you resort to your lower cadence voice? Listen, this is my speaking voice, okay? This is how I talk when I'm in a good mood, when I'm having fun interactions with people, when everyone's jolly-go-lucky having a good time, but when I'm in a bad mood, I talk like this. I drop my cadence, and I don't really give a fuck what you say to my face at this moment. Are we meeting each other for the first time? And I don't really give a fuck if you like me or not. I'm going to greet you like this. Hi. How you doing? Because I don't fucking care about what you have to say. And I've been in lower cadence all fucking day long. Because I woke up on three, uh, three and a half hours of sleep. Because my daughter woke up five times last night. She woke up five times last night because she just felt like it. Did she sleep the entire night? The night before? She slept from 8.45 to 5.15 in the morning? Yeah, she did. It was great. And then last night, she was like, sickity, sickity, psych. You know how I slept until after five? I'm going to wake up five times this time because the universe is about balance and I want you to stay on your fucking toes. Well, I'm tippy fucking toeing all day. Raging. Lower cadences. You know what I'm saying? If I ever meet you, if you ever come up to me and you're like, oh, hi, nice to meet you. And I hit you with a, 
Hey, how's it going? I'm having a bad fucking day. All right. I literally haven't opened my eyes, even though I've been awake for five hours. I've consumed, dude, I drank two bang energy drinks this morning and then took a nap. I drank two bang energy drinks. That's 600 fake caffeine milligrams. Like produced caffeine, not from some natural fucking green tea leaf that Lipton says they do, even though it's for sure fake. It's that fake ass caffeine that they pump into energy drinks. I drank 600 milligrams of it. And then I took a nap. And you might be like, Vijay, that's a sign of ADHD. No, that's a sign that my daughter woke up five times last night. And my brain couldn't function. I could have done cocaine. And it wouldn't have done anything. Other than the uh, overwhelming fact that I've never really fucked with drugs, um, I don't do cocaine because I'm scared of it. Because I run at such a high rhythm already. I'm like, what would cocaine do? You know, uh, I would probably go through a brick wall. I would probably go through a brick wall because I've definitely been snuck Adderall. I'm actually saving that story. I'm saving the Adderall story for like episode 20 when I do another live because it's the most embarrassing three days of my life. But I definitely did take out. I was I was slipped Adderall. I was drugged. I was drugged. But we're saving that story for episode 20. But I don't really fuck with drugs, uh, especially cocaine, because listen to the way that I talk right now. Could you imagine could you imagine? Could you imagine if I did cocaine in a pissy mood and I was lower cadenced on everybody and I was just here with it? I was like, hey, how you doing? Yeah, I'm on fucking cocaine right now, so I need to talk really, really fast. So I don't really know how to handle my uh, emotions right now, but I also don't give a fuck what you say. And I also don't give a fuck how I come off. So I want to come off as kind of aggressive. So I'm dropping my cadence like this. Oh, am I meeting a male for the first time? Hey, fuck you and your fucking face, bro. All right. <laughs> that's my that's what my lower cadence is reserved for. Like guys that you can tell by their energy just want to be the tough guy. I drop my cadence on them. I drop my cadence on them. And that's just kind of like that male back and forth. Every guy, no matter who you are, sizes each other up. When they first meet, did your did your best girlfriend just get a new boyfriend? And you're like, oh my God, they're like the same person. They should totally hang out. They totally shouldn't hang out. Okay? Even if they're the best person of all time. Guess what? You guys are friends. Okay, the girlies are friends. Keep it there because the guys are probably not going to link up because the only thing in ha they have in common is that their girlfriend is best friends with the girl you're fucking. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? I've had so many of those and I always try to be super polite, but then they bring some sort of energy to the table and then I switch into I don't give a fuck what you think about me mode and I drop the cadence. And if I drop the cadence, it's over. If I drop the cadence, leave because we're not going to be friends. Okay. Got to drop the cadence on these bitches sometimes. And that's just is what it is. It is what it is. And I've been fucking blood red, fucking boiling, heated, goddamn piping hot, teapot, whistling on the stove, mad all fucking day. Did I punch something? Yeah. But I was by myself. No harm, no foul. You know what I mean? It's one of those things like if you throw a fit in front of people, it's like, look at this attention-seeking little asshole. But if you just punch something because you're in a bad mood and you're completely by myself and you didn't actually damage anything because you punched steel and it was a really bad idea and now your pinky hurts, 
because you definitely just punched it on a whim and you didn't punch it with correct form and you didn't and you definitely kind of glanced off of it because you were just kind of throwing a fit and then it immediately reminded you of why you don't punch things anymore because you're not fucking 17 throwing a fit after a wrestling match loss uh and no one was around to see it you're fine sometimes you just got to let that energy out and i had to let that energy out because i couldn't i didn't have a fucking thought until 2 p.m I woke up at 5 a.m. and I didn't have a thought until 2 p.m. other than we should set the world on fire. And I don't mean this is cheer up, babe. And that's the impetus. What's going to happen is by the end of this episode, we're going to be happy, go lucky, cheery, smiling, you know, telling silly stories, goofing around, having a great time. But in the beginning, had to drop the cadence just a little bit. And I know right now you're on the edge of your seat. VJK, great. Yeah, you're in a bad mood. I need to know how the cabin went. Are, did you soak up the sun? Were you well rested? I need to know right now. I need you to fill me in right now. Tell me about the cabin. I know you're on the edge of your seat. You're like, I've been thinking about it all week. I need to be filled in. I know. I get it. This is your, this is your news source. And if the only thing that your news source tells you about is, hey, I'm going to go to a cabin for a few days. I'm soaking up the rays. The next week, you have to hear about it right off the bat. I understand that. I get it. So if what you're wondering is how did it go, let me tell you. Not. 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 Okay. I'm like NF. I'm like NF in his new song, Clouds, where he's like, um, I'll, I'll pick up your body and throw it a block. Okay, I admit it. That's over the top. Not, you know, and I can't even whitewash that song because he's white. But that's me right now. You, you need it one more time? Not because uh, here's what happened. Here's what happened. Went to the cabin. It was great. Um, uh, actually, it was an absolute train wreck nightmare because when you're transitioning a baby into crib sleeping and she's also being introduced to a whole bunch of new foods that kind of make her belly toss and turn and then you put her in a new envi- new environment you're not going to sleep so we showed up to the cabin at around six o'clock at night and then um spent the next three to four hours uh fielding all the corners that or in the cabin because it was a it was kind of like a top built cabin where it's kind of like stacked on top of each other with the floors. It's not like one floor that's open concept. It's like, you know, smaller floors, but there's three of them. And uh, that means there's a lot of stairs and there's a lot of corners. And she also climbed an entire full set of stairs for the first time last week. So we know that there's that capability now. We also didn't have any gates. So the first three to four hours at the cabin were spent fielding that making sure that she didn't rack her face off of something or tumble downstairs. So super relaxing, super enjoyable. And then uh, I had to spend 45 minutes looking for a DVD player so that we could just unwind with a movie. And so we finally uh, watched a movie and then we got her to bed for 32 minutes and then she woke up crying and she was not having it because she wasn't in her space. And then so we adjusted her, we got her a bottle and we laid her down and then she went to sleep finally for an hour and 11 minutes and then she woke up again. And so we transitioned to the bed and she was laying in between us in the bed and um, that rent, that actually went really uh, well for 28 minutes and then she started squirming and crying so I picked her up and put her on my chest and then she flipped back and forth asleep on my chest for about an hour and a half and then uh we laid her down and she finally went to sleep 
um, for about 46 minutes. And then Jordan grabbed her and rocked her a little bit. Um, it was about 1 a.m. at this point. And then Jordan, fuck, thank God, you know, for her. Because, like, finally Jordan was able to, like, lay her down and get her to sleep, sleep for 42 minutes. And then she woke up crying. So we didn't we didn't sleep or relax or enjoy the sunshine because we woke up at 5 a.m. Because that's when player one was just like, I'm awake and that's it. So we woke up then and said let's eat breakfast and go home so <laughs> it was it was great it was great it's really relaxing uh i got zero sunshine um of course and uh yeah so it's chill 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 um but then the next night she slept the entire night through in her crib which was good it was like she was like you guys are going to get punished for making stupid decisions as uh, parents of an eight-month-old. Um, and I'm going to be the one that brings hellfire down on you. And then the next night, I'll reward you for making the call to call the little vacation trip short and get me back to my crib. So it was okay. And then last night, she kicked our ass again, and I woke up a fucking boiling hot. So uh, instead of I'm a golden god, I'm a golden god, I'm a golden god, not like NF um, and MGK because that's both of those guys. Uh, I'm more like, I'm still pasty white. I have a farmer's tan. I feel ugly as fuck. Uh, you know what I'm saying? You guys get it. You guys get what I'm saying. Dude, I'll tell you one thing. When I, Another thing, when I'm talking in my lower cadence and I'm having one of those days, I'm fucking all day, I'm just throwing on my robes, wearing a powdered wig, and holding a gavel because I'm judging everybody. I'm judging McFucking Judgerson. I'm walking behind people into a fucking building and they just slide in and don't hold the door open for me. I'm like, oh, you were a crack baby. You know what I mean? Like that might be a bit of a jump, but you mainline heroin on the weekends because you're a piece of shit. You know, if I'm walking up behind someone and they don't do the courteous glance over the shoulder and I know you hear my footsteps, I'm three and a half feet behind you. But instead of even opening the door all the way like a normal person, you just kind of open it one foot, slide your body through and let it close behind you. I know that your parents left you on someone's doorstep and you woke up not wanted by anybody. You know, I know that you've lived a life of just gutter trash and no one will ever love you. I just know that. I have my fucking robes on. Call me fucking Judge Julio Cortez in session and this verdict. You're a piece of shit. Now, in my older age, I have definitely let a lot of the ego go, but there are certain things that I'll never do. And on days where I have my fucking judging robes on and I pull into my neighborhood and you're mowing your lawn with an electric lawnmower, I know that you like to tuck your dick in between your legs and wear dresses on the weekends. That's the verdict. I, I only make the ruling. I don't make the laws. You know, the laws are in place. I'm here to enforce them. If you're mowing your lawn with an electric lawnmower, you like to tuck it and wear dresses. Okay. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. I'm just saying you won't catch me dead mowing my fucking lawn with an electric mower. If my lawnmower does this, if I drive by and I hear your lawnmower doing that sound, I need to come by and go, see, because that will complete the work. If I drive by and I hear, see, that's me driving by with my window rolled down. It's just to complete the fucking word, because you spent more money on a mower 
that doesn't do as good of a job for sure. Listen, I'm one of the, look, listen, listen, I'm one of the most like feminized fucking dudes you're ever going to meet, but there's also a standard, you know, you might be like, VJ, what do you think about like painting your nails? I don't give a fuck. I'll paint my fucking nails. I don't give a shit. I've gotten pedicures with my wife before. I don't care about that. What do you think about like guys wearing jewelry? Cool. Does it match their outfit? I got fucking beads on right now. I don't give a shit. That's fine. What do you think about piercings? Dude, if you're rocking that style, it could be a little big grunge. Shit, put a safety pin through your ear. That'll look fucking hard. You know what I mean? You got a nose ring. Like, you have more balls than I do. I would never rock a look like that. Like, fuck yeah. Super cool. You're pushing an electric mower. You tuck it and wear dresses. That's just... It is. I don't make the laws. I enforce them and that's my ruling. And I only hope and pray that... This podcast doesn't get to the size that everyone's listening to it. And then my neighbors across the street that 100% have one of the Ryobi fucking lime green electric mowers don't hear it and then go, oh, maybe he saw us through our living room window where I like to tuck it and then you peg me on the living room floor. Like, I know that they're just hoping I didn't see it, but I already saw it even though I didn't see it. You know what I mean? Like, I saw it in my brain. I knew that that was the case when I look across the road and you're pushing an electric Ryobi lawnmower across your grass. I know that the guy tucks it and the woman pegs him. I know that. And it's okay, but you won't catch me with that lawnmower. (laughs) Speaking of grass, I guess this just kind of led me down the breadcrumbs, breadcrumbs following the trails. Jordan called me, (laughs) Jordan called me this week uh, while I was at work and she was like, oh my God, guess what I saw this morning? And I was like, what? She's like, there was a fox in our backyard. And I was like, oh shit. She was like, yeah, it was so cute. It was like, you could tell, she's like, first of all, the crows were going crazy. There was like a bunch of crows going crazy for no reason. So I looked out the back door. I don't know why when I talk, I make my wife's voice sound like that. When I'm mimicking my wife, I go like this and she doesn't sound anything like that. Sometimes I make her sound like heaven has sense. And sometimes I make her sound like a valley girl. She's neither of those things. I just don't know how to do her voice. I'm not good with voices. You guys heard my fucking Jason Statham from fucking five episodes ago. I can't do it. I'm not good with voices. I'm good with a Southern guy who believes in highly conservative values. I'm good at that. You know, the well, my, 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 aren't you just a little beautiful watermelon sunflower? I do declare, however. That's a little bit of Foghorn Leghorn, too, for sure, from Looney Tunes. The rooster, that's for sure. 100% the racist rooster off of a fucking Looney Tunes, for sure. But I can do that voice pretty darn tootin' well, if you don't mind me saying myself. Because when I put on my boots in the morning, one at a time, just like you fellas out there, I feel this level of domestic... I'm turning a little bit Frank Underwood from House of Cards 2 right now, for sure. I for sure sound like a little bit of Foghorn Lakehorn, a little bit of Frank Underwood. Kind of like Frank Underwood fucked Foghorn Lakehorn, which Kevin Spacey for sure would be down for. (laughs) But that's beside the point. What was I saying? Oh, yeah. My wife is telling me about this fox that she sees in the backyard. And my wife is an animal lover. Like, listen, if I want to give my wife a good life, it doesn't matter how much money's in the bank account. It doesn't matter how big our house is. If we have land where she can make some sort of fucking funny farm, she's going to be in hog heaven. Pun intended. She wants pigs and she wants horses and she wants cows. And I'm like, okay, so you want to spend hundreds of thousands of dollars on your funny farm. 
She's like, yeah. And I'm like, okay. If we lived in a single wide trailer, but had 15 acres for a bunch of chickens and fucking different animals, goats, she wants goats for sure. Like her must-haves that we are for sure need to have in the next five years or I'm probably going to get uh, left by my wife is I have to have a place with goats and I have to have a place with pigs and I have to have a place with chickens. And she also wants to have two cows. Not for any purpose other than just to have them. <laughs> she wants to have animals that she feeds and loves on and takes care of. Like she likes to have appliances in the house. KitchenAid had to have it. It makes great decoration, though. She made cookies last night with a hand mixer. And I said, I love watching you cook. When you make us cookies, it's the greatest because I get to see you use that KitchenAid. She goes, it's just so inconvenient. I don't have an island that it just sits on. And I'm like, yeah, we're middle class. I can't get you an island right now. We're lower middle class, maybe. Depending on what state we're in, we're lower middle class to middle class. I can't I, you don't have an island i'm sorry but it will definitely stay with us until we have the size of house where we get an island it's kind of like her espresso machine that is now my espresso machine and it's fine but she wants an entire funny farm so she's an animal lover and she calls me about this super adorable fox that's out in the backyard and i go the dogs are inside right she's like yeah i was like that thing would kill fran which is our long-haired miniature Dosh Hound. We have two Dosh Hounds. One's regular. He's a fucking prick. His name's Kilo. And we have another one named Fran, who's a miniature long hair. And she's the nicest, cutest dog of all time. So I have the guy who's a total fucking asshole who tries to out-alpha me. And I got to bring that fucking lower cadence down on my dog. And I have a sweetheart baby princess, Angel. I'm swimming in the estrogen ocean. All the women in my life are great. The guys suck. I'm like... That fox will fucking kill Fran. And she said, you think? Like sincerely asked me, you think? And I said, babe, you know what Fran's the exact size of? A rabbit. And she goes, oh. And I was like, yeah. And you know what Fran is also slower than? A rabbit. You know what foxes for sure 100% hunt and eat easily? Rabbits. Now, I am kind of over explaining it for the podcast, but that she definitely got the point a little bit quicker than I just made. My wife's not dumb. She got she was like, oh, shit. Yeah, I didn't really think of that. That's how it really went. But it didn't even cross her mind that a predator that hunts and eats animals all fucking day. Is in our backyard and we have two tiny dogs. I'm sure that if I hadn't brought up the whole predator fact, she would have said, hey, when we're older and we have our farm of goats and cows and dogs and chickens and other cute, fun, fucking cuddly things, I want a couple parrots and I actually do want a parrot. But can we also get can we also get foxes? And I'm going to say the foxes will kill the chickens. It's a very common problem. And she'll say, oh, yeah. What if we domesticate them? No. <laughs> I do want a parrot though. Dude, I want a parrot so bad. We went and visited when we were when we were back in Idaho, we went and visited her aunt and uncle and cousins and stuff. And they have a parakeet and that motherfucker just chilled on my shoulder. It was the coolest. I was like, okay, yeah, now I want a bird. But I'm not gonna have a bird until I can get it a cage that's the size of a house. You know what I mean? Because I feel so bad for birds that are like in cages. I wanted the cage to be bigger than the house that it's next to. I just want one entire giant cage structure.
So until I can spend $250,000 on a cage, I'm not going to get a bird, but we'll get there eventually. You know, babe. Wow, dude. I just, re I just fucking went wild. I just went off. All right, let's bring, let's bring it down. I'm feeling a little bit vibey. I'm feeling in a much better mood now, babe. And, uh, I listen, Cubs, you didn't deserve that. You didn't deserve that first 20 or whatever the fuck minutes of the podcast to be, you could, I'm sure you could feel the edit. Listen, I, I got my cozy, comfy hoodie on. I hope you have your cozy, comfy hoodie on, or you're driving to work either way, responsibilities and whatnot. I hope you're just, uh, let's just warm hug it. I have 100% decompressed. And you'll be like, did you stop recording the podcast and go do something and then come back? Nope. Literally haven't stopped talking. This is just how my brain works. The second I talk about the tension, the tension releases. And we're good now. We're happy. We're chill. We're vibing. We're going to get silly. We're going to get silly. I took my judging robes off. Okay? Was I for sure... Judging, did I have the robes on and the gavel in my hand about myself, about the fact that I think that I'm cool enough to have my own podcast? Why the fuck would anyone listen to it? Yeah, but I took it off. I have a podcast. Enjoy yourself. Have a good time, babe. Okay? We're vibing. You know what I was thinking about? So I, I have a lot of like time by myself throughout the week. Where I like that's where I think of like, you know, maybe a topic for the podcast or just life in general. And one of the things I thought about this week that I was like, God, that's the truest thing that's ever crossed my mind. Everybody, including you, babe, including you, is a dork. Is a dork. I was thinking about how like everyone tries to be cool like when we're younger, right? I feel like childhood, at least for me, and like going through high school and stuff, was completely centered around how can I be the coolest? I want to be the coolest. I want to I want to be the coolest possible I can be. What do I got to change? What do I got to do? What do I got to be in order to be that, right? So everyone's just like, it's a constant I'm 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 saying it in a obviously broad general strokes. This was my brain. It was a constant dick measuring contest, but with your own personality and hierarchy on the scale of friends, right? So I'd like I would always assess people like on like how cool they were. And here's the bottom line: nobody is fucking cool. Stop comparing. Comparing doesn't matter. Comparing is not a thing. That should even be in your brain because everybody is a dork. Everybody. You know, I know right now you're like, well, you know, not Derek. Derek's pretty fucking cool, actually. Like, he always wears backwards hats. That makes him dorky. I have a backwards hat on right now. I'm a dork. Derek cares way too much about the fucking Seattle Seahawks. He's a dork. He spends so much time and energy thinking about 12 guys playing a sport on a field that he's involved with 0%. And he literally, it will make or break his day whether or not they put the ball at the end of the field more times than the other team. He literally lets his mood be determined. He's a dork. Okay. I'm a dork. I'm a dork. You know what I fucking dork out? I'm a Harry Potter fucking dork. I took the Pottermore fucking quiz eight years ago. Took it again last year. Same exact results. Same exact Patronus. Yeah, took the Patronus quiz too. I'm a dork, dude. 
Do you enjoy cat videos on the internet? Do you enjoy videos of like cute little cats doing fun things online? You're a dork. No one is cool. Nobody is cool. Well, what about what about Terrence? His fucking style. Like that guy wears like fedoras and his, I don't know, like his style is just he's just drip dropping. I'm pretty sure he spends like three hundred and fifty dollars on one pair of fucking white loafers to go with one outfit that he wears one time, you know, like that's pretty cool. No, he's a dork. He cares too much about clothes. He's a dork about clothes. Right now you're thinking in your head, I'm not a dork. I'm not a dork. What's your favorite book? Oh, you read? You're a dork, dude. Everybody is a dork in some fashion or the other. The only person who's not a dork is some fucking guy named Mark who has literally he literally graduated high school and immediately got a job working at a fucking mine and he is now 52 years old and he has worked at that mine every single day and the only thing he does when he gets home is he unwinds he sits in his recliner he turns on tv he's got he's got three kids one of them has already graduated and he just wants to sit down and decompress and watch tv and he hasn't shown an ounce of emotion in 15 years and he just cracks open a few fucking Coors lights that's the only non-dork on the planet and guess what when a nascar race comes on he's a dork too everybody is a fucking dork babe including including you so this whole like god he's so much cooler than me no he's not Oh my gosh, she's just like so hot and so pretty. No, she's a dork. If someone cares that much about having a fucking Mercedes Benz and make sure that their fucking nails are always primped and they always have 10 pounds of makeup on, she's a dork. She's a dork. There's a little dork hiding in there. Okay, so we're all dorks, babe. So when you see someone this week or you're around someone that you're used to being around, but you feel like the the hierarchy is different between you and them, like you feel like they are superior in some capacity, know that they're not. Know that they're a fucking dork. They probably binge watch Grey's Anatomy. That's a dork move. You care too much about something that doesn't matter. You're a dork. And you're like, but I love Grey's Anatomy. Yeah, babe, you're a dork too. We're all dorks. It's fine. Okay, stop comparing yourself to other people. We're all dorks. Nobody's cool. And the people that you think are cool are trying to be cool. And they're not cool. Their dorkiness lies in how hard they're trying to be cool. Does that make sense? Go stand in the mirror and just fucking stare at yourself in the face and giggle a little bit and be like, you're such a fucking dork, you sexy bitch. I want you to say that. That's our wake. That is the Cubs new wake up mantra. Okay, every morning we're going to wake up. We're going to get a glass of water to take care of our fucking skin. Before we have any coffee, we're going to drink a glass of water. We're going to splash a little bit of water on our face. We're going to look in the mirror and we're going to giggle and be like, look at you, you dorky, sexy motherfucker. Every morning. If you're smiling at yourself in the mirror every morning after drinking a glass of water, calling yourself a dork and in love in every minute of it, you're winning the day already, babe. You're winning. And I know right now, 10% of you are thinking one thing. What about Kim Kardashian? And I'm just kidding, but now you're thinking that. Hey, Kim Kardashian's a dork. The Kardashians are dorks. You want to know why? Hey, okay, here's a hot take. Ass implants suck. There's a hot take for you. Hot off the fucking press. Ass implants suck. There is nothing better than a girl who's caked the fuck out with strong looking legs that you could tell she busted her ass for it. And there's nothing that looks worse 
than a big fat fake implanted ass with two sticks sticking out of the bottom of it. You know what I'm saying? Like those girls that get themselves just cheeked the fuck out. But then there's not even like a hamstring line or a quad line going down the side where their IT band is on the side of the leg. There's usually like a little piece of muscle right there if there's someone who actually worked for their legs. When it's just literally a stick sticking out of... Dude, I hate that so much I can't even tell you. So there's a hot take for you. Here's another hot take. Hey, The Rock, did you know that you have more than $7 now? I'm a huge Rock fan. Love his movies. He seems like a great guy. Obviously, when you chase a career like that, I think I've already talked about The Rock. Didn't I already talk about The Rock? What was that about? I feel like I definitely have brought up The Rock before. Oh, yeah, the steroids fucking conversation. But if I have to hear The Rock say, when I started this, I literally had nothing to my name and $7 in my pocket. If I have to hear him say that one more time, I've heard it for fucking 10 years. I've heard it for 10 years. So I get it. You know, it might be like, just don't follow his content. It's on the ads now. Didn't he just buy into some sort of fucking Acorns investing thing or whatever the fuck? He's like a spokesperson for that now. And that advertisement starts with, I'll show you exactly what the fuck I'm talking about. Guess how it starts. I'll give you one fucking guess on how this ad starts off. And it, and it makes me just fucking like, listen, I know it's a great story. It is a great fucking story. This guy's work ethic is fucking unmatched. Obviously, it's The Rock. But when you're talking about the story or your life, if it always starts like, This year, our children have experienced life changes. Well, okay, that was the wrong ad. (laughs) The Rock's talking about (laughs) COVID-19. Just fucking literally, I talk shit, and then without even knowing who I am or having any involvement in the conversation, The Rock just shut me the fuck down. That wasn't the ad I saw. They have a brand new product called Acorns Early, a very easy investment account for kids. Okay, so actually, of course, it's The Rock getting involved in something that has, uh, wait, there it is, there it is. Suck my ass. I was right. I was right. So it didn't start that way, but it always has to circle back to it. Dude, the rock shut me down so hard. And then literally in the next sentence, I got him back. And I don't know even why I'm dragging him. It's literally a huge fan, but I'm just, if, if I hear the word, his entire production company is called seven bucks productions. And I understand you're like, yeah, he had nothing. And now he's a worldwide phenomenon. I get it. I get it. But it's kind of like people's beef with Eminem when he talks about, like, I came from the streets. I'm hard as fuck. I had nothing. It's like, yeah, now you're a multimillionaire. Stop rap about different things. I get it. Okay. And I feel like I, I feel like I sound like a hater, but I'm not really hating. I just kind of thought it was silly. But did you know that about The Rock? Here's his story if you don't know it. We have an opportunity to help the next generation close the wealth gap and work to give every child an equal chance right from birth. Okay, actually, really noble cause. Feel that like a dick. opportunity and my passion towards empowering our youth through education is why I am so very proud to be an Acorns investor. Okay, so if you invest with it, The Rock will make more money. That's good, but it's also super noble still at the same time. Acorns Early, a very easy investment account for kids. Yep, okay, I'm Some definitely in the wrong. probably know that I grew past a 
pretty hard time in my life. What happened? Just seven bucks in my pocket. <gasps> oh, no way. Those seven bucks came to represent possibility, hope, and a new beginning. <gasps> I had no idea. <laughs> I'm sorry, dude. I'm sorry. I'm just... I'm fucking on one. I get it. I get it. And I don't know. I don't know. The Rock, the Rock, by all rights and purposes, seems like a great fucking guy, doesn't he? Doesn't he? I want to know what he's like behind the scenes. Like, I want, I want to have a fucking shot of tequila with him and see what really fucking goes down. What if, like, behind the scenes, The Rock was the most like piece of shit? You know he's not. You know he's not for sure. But he was the most arrogant piece of shit on the planet. Like, if he was just like, dude, this shit's so easy. I just got to fucking smile and say the right things. And these dumb fucking idiots just give me millions of dollars. The world is so easy to trick. But here's the thing. I also feel like as a as people, we can usually see through bullshit. And the actual pieces of shit weed themselves out. But I just think it's so funny to think of The Rock being like, these stupid motherfuckers. Everyone's so fucking dumb. My movies suck ass. Even though they don't. Even though they don't. Relax relax i know my mom's listening to this podcast right now just fucking heated because she's like the other hundred million people on the planet that would marry the rock in a second but don't forget when you marry the rock he's always going to be gone on movie shoots and you're not going to actually get to have a family why am i hating there's some sort of deeper issue going on are you jealous yeah of course he's one of the most richest richest and beloved beings on the planet and he's also beautiful and he's also enormous and he's also actually really generous and nice person and i'm zero of those things <laughs> look at me what the fuck's happening what am i turning into a hater i take it all back i take it all back because i'm not a hater i'm not a hater. i just thought it was funny to think of the rock being like an actual asshole behind the scenes but you know he's not this is just what happens when this is just what happens when the host of Cheer Up, Babe, the podcast has a date where he drops to his lower cadence, babe. Okay. <laughs> and I'm sorry. And I love you. And I'm sorry. And I'm talking to The Rock. But I'm also talking to you, Cub. Dude, you know, I this is a this is a huge fucking sidetrack. But I kind of thought about it when I was talking about the Kardashians. I, I, I can never really get into reality TV. But I had this fantasy. Like this entire this entire train of thought that we're going to talk about right now that I thought would be like super fucking fun. So reality shows dating reality shows like the bachelor and love island they're like phenomenons you know what i mean everyone loves reality tv because the producers know exactly what to produce that's why they're called producers they know exactly what the type of content to create to make people eat that shit up right and there's this fucking new one or it's it might be old i don't know it, i just barely came across it where it's called uh uh temptation island the entire premise, dude, it's the most twisted fucking reality show of all time. Temptation Island is literally these couples sign up to be on this reality show where they're going to go to an island. They're going to be split apart. There's like a girl's house and a guy's house. And then there's a slew of hot ass single people that whose only job is to try to fucking hook up with the people that are in relationships. That's what TV is now. That's where we're at as a society. Like, that's wild to me. Wild to me. But I had this fucking fantasy of put me on this show. Put me on this show. So because like, obviously, when they're doing the casting for it and people are like submitting their applications and shit, they're trying to pick the most fucking fucked up people, period. 
They're trying. They're like, oh, this guy cheated on her on the drive to the fucking interview for sure. So he's in and she's in because he's going to make out with a girl night one. And that happens on Temptation Island. These couples show up. They're together, and then they stand in front of the a literal sea of fucking single people for, like, introductions, and then the single people all come out. Sup, I'm Ricky. I wear button-up shirts, but with none of the buttons done up. I have eight abs, and it looks like I was literally put on this planet to fuck people the right way. Like, there's a slew of single people on this fucking island that are just looking like that. And the girls are like, hi, I'm Brittany. Um, I think that... My place in this world is to provide for my man and to just suck his dick whenever he wants. My throat is open. And so it's like all these single people whose only job is to try and split up these fucking couples, right? And some of the couples, it seems like they're trying to test themselves. And some of the couples, they're just like down for it. And then, of course, so they split the girls up in one house, the guys up in the other house. And then they just let the single people fucking go into the houses. And like night one, fucking six hours in, one of the guys that are in a couple is making out with a chick. And I'm just like, how? How? Not even the fact that you know that you're being televised. You know the cameras are rolling. So there's no way to be sneaky about it if that was your, like, original way of going about things. You would think that even as a person who didn't give a fuck about their relationship that was a cheater, if cameras were on you, you would fucking keep that shit locked down. But these people are such giant pieces of shit. They're just like, I don't care. I don't care. And of course, these single people weave their way in and they fuck with relationships. And then the show does this horrible job of like, say a guy is having like an intimate conversation with one of the single girls. There's no physical contact, but there's like giggling and laughing. They'll literally cut that into three seconds. And then that's one of the other things on the show is they show the other person in the couple everything that the person did. So like there's like a recap time where they show what your partner is doing in the house and all that does is that just fucking spirals it out of control right because then that person gets pissed off that they saw these three seconds where it looked like there was a connection between your partner and this other person and then they like out of resentment start flirting with the other people and it just escalates until everyone's fucking everybody and everybody's lives are ruined and it's the most fucked up thing but here's the thing you want to know what Nine years of a relationship builds you the ability to pick out something immediately on a new person or another person just in general that you can immediately turn into a oh hell no never turn off in your brain. Okay, like it could be something as stupid as like, ew, her eyebrows are disgusting, you know. Put someone that's in an extremely dedicated nine-year relationship on Temptation Island. Put me on Temptation Island with my wife. Put me on there. It would be, first of all, not the best reality TV. It would, it would be literally me like just sitting on a fucking couch and then a girl would like come up. First of all, there's no wool pulled over my eyes. I'm not hot enough to be on Temptation Island. I know that right now. I don't want you rolling your eyes thinking like, yeah, like you would ever be invited. No shit. Okay. And that might sound self-deprecating, but that's me. But 
I know that I don't have the face for Temptation Island, but say I got invited, all I would do the entire time is I would because I would be on camera. I would want to be a little bit entertaining. I would want to like get some laughs out of people. I would just drag everybody else. My entire position on the island would not be to try to flirt with another person. It would be to rip the other contestants and the single people apart. I would be like, like, say a girl came up to me. I'm sitting on the couch. I've been I have I've been split away from my wife. She's in the other house. I trust her completely. She's just rolling her eyes at all these guys for sure cuz that's just kind of her whole vibe. She's just like, "Ugh." That's her whole vibe with other dudes. She's been hit on in front of me plenty of fucking times like when we're at house parties and stuff and she literally just looks at me and rolls her eyes and I'm like, "Yeah, I know." But say a girl comes up to me when I'm in the house. She's like, "So, what's your story?" "Oh, I'm married." Well, yeah, I figure that you're here. So why did you sign up for the show? Oh, so that I could tell you how insecure you are that you need the attention of a reality TV show. She'd be like, what? And I'm like, what? Why are you on this show? I don't know. To maybe find love. Or is it for the attention? No, it's not. It's not for the attention. Why didn't you just get Tinder? Well, I tried Tinder, but there was just some kind of unsuccessful. Oh, so the better option would be. To come on a reality TV show and break apart a couple. Well, I'm not going to knock a door down, but if it's cracked, a, a, a bitch might just squeeze in. Oh, so you like the idea of measuring your level of importance and attractiveness on whether or not you can take someone from somebody else and not from actually cultivating a real relationship. What? What do you mean? I can see your extensions. What? Also, your pinky nail is chipped. Oh my, what? And your clutch is fake. So if you could please get off the couch, that would be great. I would just hit, I would be, I'm like fucking Rocky Balboa hitting them from all angles. Okay. That's what I would be the entire time. And my conversations with the guys would be like, so why'd you, uh, why'd you come on this show? Honestly, I just thought I would test my relationship a little bit. Oh, publicly. Well, yeah, isn't that why you're here? No, I was here because I talked about it on a podcast once and they wanted to see if I would actually do what I said because there's not a fucking chance that I'm going anywhere near these hoes. Yeah, okay, you say that now, bro. No, I say that period, bro. Because right now my wife is in the other house doing the exact same fucking thing. Yeah, you think that, bro. She's probably getting piped the fuck down. Okay, I'll bet you a million dollars. Why'd you even fucking come on here? Oh, because I'm going to win this thing. I'm going to win this whole thing because I have what's called an actual relationship. It's like the, the fucking couples that go on there are so broken. I would, I, I would spend my nights writing jokes to talk about the fucking people the next day. I'd be like Michael Scott in that scene of The Office where he comes in after the roast and he leaves crying. And then he comes back in. And he's like, Jim. You're six foot four and you weigh 115 pounds. Gumby has a better body than you. Boom, roasted. That would be my morning coffee routine. Everyone would be in the kitchen. They'd be recovering from their hangover uh, because that's all they do is fucking drink and fuck the single people. And I would be like, everyone wake up. I'd be like Polly fucking D. 
on Jersey Shore. Oh, yeah, wake up. Yeah, I'd be that guy every fucking morning. And then I'd have them all out into the living room and I would just do roast sessions. How actually fun would that be to watch? I think that would be really fun if there was one outlier guy who just wanted to roast the other contestants every single morning. You know, how that would be a fucking fun twist on that reality show for sure. And that's what I want to do. So Temptation Island, send me a fucking paper. Um, I'm literally not going to go anywhere near a skank, but I will 100% be spending the majority of the time writing fucking roast jokes for the other contestants. So if you want that kind of heat brought onto the TV show, sign me up. Reality shows are just, they're just so fake, dude. I mean, you know that. I mean, it's part of why we watch it, right? It's because it's just, it's entertainment and it's ridiculous, but they're just so fucking fake. I want a reality show that's like real life. And I know there has been reality shows like that, but when, once they get popular, they always turn into a produced kind of fake shit show, right? And I just can't get into that shit anymore. I just haven't, I just haven't really been interested. I, I like premises, like the premise of Temptation Island is like endearing. But then you actually watch it and you're like, ah, it's all put together. It's all fake. But that's kind of all TV, right? Remember watching, remember watching, going, going back to talking about fucking trying to, everyone's a fucking dork, but you're trying to be the fucking cool guy when you're young. Remember in, you know, in movies when everyone has this romanticized idea on what it's going to be like to meet your person. And it's like. In movies, they always show like the two fucking most hot people on the planet looking at each other and then they give each other a little look and then it cuts to them making out in an apartment and half their clothes are off and it's all aggressive and rough and you're like, oh my God, that's so hot. Hey, what about the middle part? What did they say to each other to get to just like, be fucking 30 minutes later? Right now you might be thinking, no, it was all about that look. Yeah, on the show, have you ever had an interaction where... You're holding a red solo cup at a party and you glance up from your red solo cup and the fucking tall, dark, handsome guy with deep V-neck on. But it kind of shows a little bit of a chest tattoo and he has a necklace that's dangling just above the V-neck and his hair is done just so. And he has an earring and he looks like a bad boy and he kind of glances at you. He raises one eyebrow and then you guys are fucking immediately. Have you ever had that? I don't think so. What happened in the middle? Have you ever walked up and talked to a stranger when you were fucking single? Have you ever walked up and talked to a person you didn't even know and be like, hi, that's always how it's like, hey, I'm VJ. Hi, I'm fucking Candace Owens. (laughs) I don't even know why it's like, (laughs) oh, hi, Candace. How are you? Like there's, here's what the movie wants you to believe. They looked at each other. And then they gave a little head tilt and then they went and fucked in the bathroom. Like, that's what the movie wants you to believe. That doesn't happen. That doesn't happen. You got to have some fucking game. There is a guy that I know that if anybody has had that experience, he's had that experience. And he's the prettiest person on, on the fucking planet. And he listens to this podcast. What's up, Connor? He's the prettiest fucking guy I've ever met. Now, I'm the gayest straight guy you're ever going to know. Connor. I'm literally one vagina away from coming at you. And that vagina is literally sleeping upstairs in the bedroom right now. And she's called my wife, but <laughs> I'm just going to, I'm just going to call Connor and say, Hey, what happens in the middle? And he's going to say, what? And I'm like, what happens in the middle? Cause I know you've had the experience where you've looked at a girl who looked, glanced up from her red solo cup and then you fucked her 30 minutes later. What happens in the middle?
And he's going to say, I don't remember. I was blacked out. And I'm going to be like, not helpful. <laughs> oh, fuck. Connor has a tattoo on his leg of a Nike swoosh, and it's backwards. We're all dorks. All right? Let's do some unqualified dad advice. Unqualified dad advice where I go on Reddit and scroll randomly and see if I can help people. Probably not. I'm probably going to end up making fun of them. Hello and welcome. Hope you liked that intro song. It's new. Always rabid. The topic is... I have a crush on my best friend. Well, always rabid. Don't be a bitch about it. Make a move. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? What's the worst that could happen? They turn you down and you're embarrassed for the rest of your life and then you lose a friend? (laughs) Who cares? Who cares? (laughs) Always rabid has a crush on their best friend and they should for sure 10 out of 10 try to smash. That's just... That's just A1 advice. You know what you got to do? Just approach him naked. Unless Always Rabbit is a guy, and then that's going to come off a little vibey. Isn't that interesting? Now nah, we don't need to get into logistics of that right now. But Always Rabbit has a crush on their best friend. We'll find out if they're a boy or a girl later. Maybe it's a fucking girl and a girl. Hot take. But you have a crush on your best friend, make a move. Don't be a bitch about it, you know? What are you going to do about it? You know? What are you going to do about it? You're just going to sit back and masturbate to their instagram profile or are you gonna fucking do something about it you know you can be you can be a little pansy about it or you're gonna you're gonna make a move you know let's open it and let's find out what uh always rabbit actually needs needs from us so there oh it's a girl so there's this guy i like who's already in a relationship he already knows i like him but my feelings haven't really faded away in months i'm not sure how to get over him what do i do this is such a thing like this is such a thing when it happens a lot when people are unavailable, they become attractive to other people because it's like it's off the table. It's off the market. It's like as a guy, when you start dating someone, it's like, oh, that girl that I told you would have hooked up with when I was single is like acting like they fucking are interested now. It's like, go away. So always rabbit, leave him alone, you know, and also he's your best friend. Be a best friend or 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 what are you going to do about it? You know, what are you going to do about it? You can definitely just hold on to the friendship, enjoy being friends, see if the feelings will fade, see if this just is a phase that your brain is kind of going through because it's kind of like that forbidden fruit type of thing. Or you can show them your boobs. That's that's just multiple options on the table. <laughs> Hope that helped. <laughs> Girl in space, one, two, three, four, five. My parents assume and are telling people I'm gay. I'm not. What do I do? (laughs) Have fun with it. Have fun with it. You're like in the opposite situation of people that are actually gay go through. You know what I mean? Like people that are gay, like can't figure out how to tell their parents a lot of the times. And it's like they just because they're afraid of how their parents are respond. You're in the opposite situation where you're straight and your parents are like, yeah, they're gay. (laughs) and they're telling everybody lean into it lean it oh no go more aggressive be more aggressive about it i can't wait to open this and actually read what the fuck they think you are gay for but i say if they if they bring up gay the gay conversation with you or anything or they mention something about you being gay be like i'm not gay i'm polyamorous 
And they'll be like, what the fuck is that? You'd be like, I fuck everybody and I have multiple partners and just see what they do. Be like, you want to make assumptions? Let's take it a step farther. I don't, I'm not gay. I fuck everybody. That's what, I think that's the move, but let's open it and see. Girl in space, one, two, three, four, five. Oh God, always writes, people always write in books when it's like the topic basically tells us everything. Okay. She's a 21-year-old female. I learned today that my parents assume I'm gay. My mom at least has told coworkers and others at her workplace that. Side note, I'm temporarily working at another department at her job. My mom was telling a, quote, funny story about her work day and mentioned a statement or joke her, her coworker made where I wouldn't know what something was because I was gay. I'm not gay. I've told my parents this two or three times in the past years. I confronted them about it two years or so ago. When my entire family was just discussing how I was gay while I was at college. What fucking alternate universe do you live in? Some background. If anything, I would probably be more on the ace spectrum, maybe demi. I don't know what the every, I don't know what the acronyms are. You know, I just barely learned what poly was. It just basically means you like to fuck multiple people at the same time. I think. Isn't polyamorous like I fuck everybody and I also have multiple people I'm dating currently and they're all down for it too isn't that what poly is but I don't know what a what is it what was it demi demi gorgon what is it ace spectrum ace of spades so you're ace of spades or maybe demi gorgon and they do not really understand a sexuality other than straight and gay and maybe bi the reason I didn't date is because I didn't want to I've told my parents how overwhelmed and exhausted and burned out I was the end of high school and college several times this doesn't connect. My parents, especially my mom, dated a lot my age. I, You know what? Let's learn together, Cubs. We're going to learn together what the fuck ace spectrum and maybe demi spectrum means. Listen, if there's so many... These aren't pronouns. What the fuck are they called? Sexualities? If there's so many fucking sexualities, you don't even know what you are? There's too many. But let's find out what ace spectrum sexuality means. Because we're learning. This podcast is all about growth. You can tell that from the last fucking 45 minutes. This podcast is all about growth. Ace spectrum. Oh, ace or arrow spectrum of definitions. An abbreviated term for asexual, a person who experiences romantic attraction, but has no desire or need to have their feelings reciprocated. Sometimes an a what the fuck? A, a romantic person's attraction may fade if a romantic relationship is established. What? Someone who does not experience sexual attraction. Oh, so you just don't want to fuck at all. The opposite of polyamorous. So maybe my initial judgment was not correct. So you just don't want to fuck anything. Someone who does not experience sexual attraction. My heart kind of goes out for that. Like on a non-joking level. Because like having no sexual desires. I don't. Let's see what Demi Demi is. I should. Listen. I make fun of everything because we're all fucking dorks. Don't feel personally attacked because I call Demi Demi Gorgon. What Demi actually is, is demisexual. Someone who only experiences sexual attraction after establishing a close emotional and or romantic connection with another person. What? That seems pretty fucking normal, kind of. Oh, I guess not because that takes lust out of it, right? Like, like you don't see someone and you're like, oh, I want to fuck them. Like, like me with Margot Robbie or Keanu Reeves. You don't want to just fuck everybody, but you might want to fuck someone after you established a close emotional connection. Okay. Jesus, dude. There's this. Listen to this. I'm just saying there's a lot. 
abro-romantic, abrosexual, ace, acoiromantic, lithromantic, acoisexual, alloromantic, zetoromantic, allosexual, zedsexual, aromantic. I know it sounds like I said that, but it's spelled different. Asexual, autochorosexual, I just want to find out what that is. Autochorosexual, someone who is aroused by sex that does not involve themselves. So watching porn? It is a disconnection between oneself and the sexual object or activity. Someone who is autochorosexual might have sexual fantasies or enjoy watching erotica or watching porn. Dude fucking nailed it. But will have no desire to be involved in the activities themselves. So like do you just do you just watch it and not like touch yourself? Is there no sexual response? Why are we coop romantic? Someone who does not experience romantic attraction but has a desire to be in a romantic relationship. Frey romantic. Someone who experiences romantic attraction, but this attraction fades after getting to know the object of attraction. <laughs> so what every fucking 45-year-old guy talks about his wife like? Frey romantic. Someone who experiences romantic attraction, but this attraction fades after getting to know the object of attraction. Like, have you ever fucking heard a guy who's been married for 25 years talk about his wife? It's not in the best light, and it's always so rude and disrespectful. I'm done reading the list. My advice to you is to not try to explain that to them and just live your own life. If you are demisexual and you do find that connection, that will close all the fucking doors right there. You don't have to explain to them that you're not sexually attracted to people. You have your that own thing to worry about in your own brain. Because the way I look at it is they're already so misconstrued about your sexuality but it also sounds like you're a little bit misconstrued about your own sexuality. So until you figure it out for sure and give yourself the opportunity to find out if you could be sexually attracted to a person after you've become, uh, what was it, spiritually connected or whatever it was, there's no need for the discussion. Let them say whatever. Like, people are going to say whatever they're going to say. And I know it kind of hits a little closer to home because it's your mom and dad. But you got to figure you got to figure out your own answer for yourself first before you can get upset at someone else's guess so they're guessing assuming makes asses out of everybody right but until you answer that question for yourself how can you tell your parents what the answer is hope that helped we're learning all sorts of things we're learning all sorts of put that in your back pocket take it for the road you know let's do another one what is wrong with me 19 year old male (laughs) the name is gay pothead atheist well gay Pothead atheist has the question, what's wrong with me? Well, do I need to put my robes on and grab my gavel? You are a fucking Republican's worst nightmare. (laughs) Hey, gay pothead atheist, if you ever see someone wearing a red hat, I'd steer clear. I would steer clear if I was, I I got, I want to read this. Literally, I felt off. I don't care to see my friends. I have lost my interest in things that I enjoyed. Painting, hanging. (laughs) Gay pothead atheist likes painting. Hanging out with my friends, video games, and school. 
It's become incredibly hard for me to trust my friends due to my due to three main experiences. Ooh, and we have the three main experiences listed, Cubs. I had a friend group during my first year of college that turned out to be talking shit about me behind my back. I tried so hard to be a good friend to them, and they talked bad about me and said I was so fucking annoying, quotes, because I asked to hit their vapes, but they'd also hit mine. <laughs> okay, dude, listen, okay. Not enough going on in your life, okay? Based off of the first one, hey, he's so fucking annoying. He <laughs> he rips my vape pen too much. Not enough going on. Two, my roommate last semester moved out because he couldn't trust me or my friends after he, capitalized, took 10 tabs of LSD. And we took care of him during the three hours he believed he was in hell. We did all we could, and then one day he said he was leaving and moved out the next day. I mean, hard-hitting issues. The first two. Your friends think you're annoying because you bummed their vape, and your friend left because he LSD'd himself into a psychosis. And then three... One friend of mine cheated on that roommate at the beginning of the school year with three dudes. Was it at the same time? I hope so. Had a pregnancy scare and asked me not to tell my roommate. Parentheses, I did. Oh, snitch. And she acted like she was in the right. Okay. Those are the three things. Okay, so let's, let's circle. Hold on. It's become incredibly hard for me. To trust my friends due to three main experiences, they think you're annoying because you took their vape, one friend left because he did 10 tabs of LSD, and one friend fucked a bunch of guys and had a pregnancy scare, and then you ratted them out. I mean, at what point do you just go, I don't put myself in good situations, gay atheist pothead, or gay pothead atheist, sorry, didn't mean to be disrespectful, your middle name is pothead, your last name is atheist, my bad, gay pothead atheist. At what point do you go, maybe this circle is not the best circle. You are the average of the five people you spend the most time with, and your people are filling their holes with dicks and taking LSD. So, this is probably the most crass episode I've ever recorded. Um, Let's wrap. Let's finish this one. I have paranoia that everyone in my life is either using me or hates me. I feel like a burden on my parents because I've had to lie to them for so long about being gay. Just show them your Reddit profile name. I feel like a burden because I've been out of a job for a couple weeks and they've been helping me with that and college even though they financially can and aren't worried about money. I feel alone. I just broke up with my boyfriend because he has no interests at all and realized he was racist. (laughs) Jesus fuck. I'm losing faith in humanity and myself. All right. I did enough ripping on gay uh, pothead atheist. Um, Sincerely. Though universe is giving you signs that you need to leave the situation that you're in. And I'm not talking about being an atheist or smoking pot or, of course, I'm not talking about being gay. I'm talking about the people that you're surrounding yourself with are fucking cancers. So these signals that you're getting sent that like, oh, I'm paranoid about the people that I hang out with. I don't know if I can trust them. You can't. People are what they repeatedly do. So I would say if it was me, granted, I've had literally zero of these experiences. I'm just talking about when I have a negative experience in my life or a person is negatively affecting me or even I'm getting bad vibes. I put on my judge's cloak. I 
pound my gavel and the verdict is you're no longer involved in my life. I think you need to cut them all out. Kind of start from scratch, which is scary in and of itself, but on the back end, it always works itself out. I would end up uh, I would end up removing myself from the situation if I was you, just all in all, and starting over with a different friend group. Like you need to find people that are going to push you to better your own life. And if the only people that you're hanging around are people that are disloyal, um, don't have too many ambitions and talk shit on you are uh, not going to elevate your standard of life. So this whole feeling lost and feeling paranoid and not trusting everybody, it's kind of your own doing. And it's not kind of your own doing. It's your own doing. You put yourself with this group of people, take a little bit of responsibility, have some ownership on the decisions that got you there. And then once you've come to that conclusion, figure out what you want from a friend group and then go try to find those types of friends. That's just, I mean, it's easier said than done, but if you put the work in and you f- finally fulfill that outcome, you're going to be sitting pretty. Hope that helped. And, you know, maybe go to Chill Wellness and buy some CBD and calm the fuck down. You know what I mean? Chill Wellness, CBD, full spectrum premium CBD products that are partnered with the Arthritis Foundation. You can click the link in the show notes here. Use promo code VJJulio15 at checkout. You'll get 15% off that entire order. Those CBD products work. I take almost every single one of them. And they calm me down real nice. (laughs) All right, babe. That's episode 15. If you would like a Cheer Up Babe hoodie, go to cheerupbabethepodcast.com. Support the podcast there. There's a support option if you want to add a few extra dollars onto the price of the sweatshirt. All money I make from the podcast is going to go directly into the podcast for further merch orders and stuff like that. No, not stuff like that, just that. And um, I hope you had a, I hope you had a fun little hour of escapism. I hope you enjoyed your time. I enjoyed our time together. And like I said at the beginning, here we are on the back end. I feel a lot better. I hope you feel better, and I hope you have a great week. I'm not. I my judges' robes are off. My cadence is high. We're having a jolly good time. And we're ready to attack that week fucking full sprint. So, genuinely, I appreciate you guys for listening. Go leave the podcast review if you got a second. It helps out a bunch. And uh, go out there. Don't be a bummer. And cheer up, babe.